Hello and welcome to Rise of Humanity. I am your host, Chris Karamaya, and for today's episode, I am joined by my guest, Marielle Heather. Marielle is an intuitive life coach, shamanic healer, and spiritual mentor who helps people to create a life driven by their sole purpose and release the blocks that stand in the way of living life to the fullest. Marielle is also the founder of Think Always, a line of women's fitness clothing designed to inspire and empower women to live a fulfilling and positive life. Marielle is an amazing soul dedicated to her mission of helping people align with their soul on a much deeper level. So it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I saw that uh, on Instagram that you did the um, fire ceremony at the weekend on the beach. How was that? It seems like you've got a really great um, community around you. Yeah, um, I'm definitely all about community. So I just put together a meetup group a few months ago. And once a month, I've been having an event at the beach, um, doing a different fire ceremony, a different theme, whether it's the new moon or full moon or everything in between. So it's been fun. Nice. What's the, um, what's like the intention? Is there like a specific intention behind it? Or is it just? Well, each one is different depending on the moon's energy or just a different theme that I thought of. Um, this past weekend, it was all about how to heal yourself using sage and crystals. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. It seems like you feel quite home at the beach and looking on your Instagram as well, that you just like being in the, in nature in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love nature. It's my serenity. So wait, are you from, you said you're from New York originally. It's obviously, it's a quite a a very different environment to um where you where you are now what inspired you to make that move then yeah it's definitely different than new york um because i grew up in a city with 13 million people <laughs> and now it's definitely way quieter here but um i always wanted to live in california i love the lifestyle here and it's slower but it's not too slow for me and the weather is way better um and it's by the beach and the mountains um, the desert. So I just feel like the state has everything you could possibly need. Mm. Did you get much beach time? I mean, obviously New York is on the coast. It was just, just uh, the weather not quite right most of the year. Yeah, I would say in New York, I was indoors about seven months of the year. <laughs> Whereas here I can be outside every day, maybe not at the beach, but I can at least tolerate, you know, the weather here and be outside. Nice. So was it a um, a big kind of leap for you? I mean, obviously you said that you always wanted to move to California. Was that a kind of a big life transition for you? Was it quite an uh, sort of uh, effortless thing because it's what you always had wanted? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely an adventure and an experience. Um, I moved here when I was 23 and I didn't know anyone. So it was definitely um, an experience for sure. But I embraced it and I really, really liked every aspect of it. And I mean, I'm always going to be a New Yorker, but I love it out here. Yeah. That's pretty young. 23. What were you doing? Mm -hmm. What were you doing in New York? Just working then? Or Yeah. I used to have um, a career as a business news journalist. And when I moved out here, I was doing that as well. Um, so at least I had that job and that focus, but it wasn't until, um, 
a few years ago that I really started getting into all of the spiritual stuff that I'm doing. Mm, yeah. So would you say like on the whole, do you try to live your life from a place of kind of being decisive and doing things that serve you well? Cause I kind of get the impression just from your posts on Instagram and your website and stuff that you aren't afraid to let go of things that don't serve you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that I definitely, I live with purpose and intention. Um, everything I do, I try to manifest certain aspects. Um, well, pretty much everything in my life. So, um, yeah, there was definitely a time where I wasn't living a life that was aligned with my true self and my values. Um, and I can tell you that from experience that when you don't do that, it doesn't end well at all. So after fighting, you know, my intuition and my inner guidance, um, of the life that I really wanted to live, then everything started flowing better. And the people in my life were people that I actually wanted to be there. Um, and everything just kind of works out better when you're doing, you know, what's aligned, like when your environment on the outside is aligned with your inner self. Yeah. So what's, what was the big thing for you? Was it like everything or was it mainly career or I don't know, relationships? Was it one kind of point of focus or has it kind of just been a whole life upgrade really? Um, I would say it kind of started in baby steps. Um, for example, when I was doing my career in journalism, I liked it, but it, I didn't feel fulfilled. So it was kind of like, okay, that's one thing I'm going to get rid of now. And then my next career, um, when I worked on the clothing line that I still have, I still work on it and I do still love it. It's my baby, but I didn't feel as fulfilled anymore. Um, and then I just kind of was focusing on all the synchronicities that I was seeing from the universe um, for the path that I was supposed to be on. And I kind of just kept ignoring all of the spiritual stuff because it scared me. And I honestly didn't even know what to do with it. But once I, you know, just kind of surrendered and went towards that, um, then there was more of a life change. So it wasn't just dropping everything at once. It was kind of little by little. So talking about um, making that switch and kind of um, embracing that, uh, the kind of spiritual aspects, what's the process of that been like for you because obviously I know that you have uh, awesome intuitive gifts um so what's the kind of the process of that that unfolding and what you've been able to offer and bring to people through that um it's definitely been a process of aligning yourself with the right kind of people living in an area where you know it's not so crazy like I think if I was living in New York and there was just so much going on I wouldn't be able to focus as much um, so it's just kind of finding space to get quiet. Um, and I've always had this ability, but like I said, I never truly focused on it. So once I did, I started taking different workshops and trainings to really hone in on my skills. So there was that. And then basically just doing sessions, a lot of sessions for free for my friends and practicing, making sure that, you know, they were seeing the results that they needed to see. And also nature, like I said, is a huge part of my life. So um, part of self-care is that I always make sure to either go hiking or just be by the water. Um, anything that lets me reflect, refocus, recharge, all of that. 
Nice. Have you like always had a sense that then you've been intuitive, like it's always been there and it's just something that kind of um, needed unlocking or is it something that kind of caught you by surprise? I've definitely always had it um, forever, but like I, I always just blocked it out. But definitely it's like you think you have it when you're blocking it out, but then wait till you actually let it in and face it, then it's even stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So what, why did you choose the name Always Intuitive? Um, well, I was inspired by that from my clothing line that I have, which is called Thank Always with two L's because I love when things have double meaning and my clothing line is all about positive thinking. So when I did Thank Always, um, you know, it has two meanings. And then for this, I wanted it to, you know, be kind of connected to that since it's still the same you know, values that I carry. So I thought it was still a double meaning with always intuitive because it's, you can definitely be intuitive in all different ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. So what does the, I mean, obviously said you felt after doing the clothing line for a while, you felt like there was something more out there for you. What does the balance look like now? Um, do you still spend a lot of time on the clothing line or you, and then just trying to bring in more of the spiritual kind of the healing and the mentoring and that kind of thing? Well, I started off doing both just at the same time, thinking that it would just be 50-50. But now that I've been doing the spiritual work, um, that has definitely done better as far as helping me, allowing me to help people. So, I mean, I kind of just let whichever one, you know, lead me. Um, And the spiritual one has been taking up most of my time now because I haven't even been able to reach people at a deeper level and help more people um and build more of a community mm. nice is it would you say it's kind of almost like you just guided to it you don't really need to make that you don't make the decision it kind of just pans out as it's supposed to yeah definitely i mean i still work on it all the time and i do marketing and i love business so i mean i still love to immerse myself in that arena but i don't really need to do as much um work trying to sell it or anything like that because you know the right people who need it kind of just find me Mm. so it's not like I need to force anything yeah so what was in terms of like knowing that moment when you felt like that they're doing the clothing line was there was there's more something more available to you um what was the, was there a signal that you got? Because I think, I mean, this is quite a big thing in the world today, especially um, people kind of get stuck doing work that they don't really, they're not really passionate about and they kind of don't understand what to do next or why they feel the way they do. Is it just, was it just a signal that you got? Um, yeah, I would say that I'm a pretty driven person and I, you know, put a hundred percent into something that I'm focusing on. And so what happened was one day I just was working on it and doing different events and I didn't feel like I usually felt like I just kind of felt unattached and checked out. And it honestly scared me because I was like, this is so weird. You know, this is what I love doing. Why do I not feel this way anymore? And I didn't even know what I would even do if I didn't do that. Um, So it scared me, but I also knew that I needed to follow it because I'm, you know, definitely against people, And I tell people this all the time, like, you shouldn't settle, you shouldn't be in a job, you know, that makes you miserable. Um, So what you're saying, you know, as far as people who are doing something they're not passionate about, um, you know, I 
and I've done this before, I would make a list of all the things that you would do um, if money is not, you know, wasn't an option or just, I ask people, what is the perfect job that you would have? You know, just don't think of money at all. And what would you love to be doing every day? And I mean, I'm not saying that like, you know, quit your job today and you can do that tomorrow. But once you recognize it, at least, um, you know, you can start to think of ways to actually get yourself there. Um, maybe not there completely, but something that has more to do with, you know, something you're passionate about than not. Yeah. That's so cool. Cause that's definitely been, um, a theme in my life where, you know, you, as you say, you recommend people don't quit their job and they kind of, you know, maybe build something up on the side of their job. And then one day they'll be able to turn it into a full-time business doing something they love. But my, um, my life I've always just taken like huge leaps and just quit my job no but I mean if that works for you then that's awesome I'm just saying that if you didn't have the money maybe or you just you know had commitments and stuff in your job I know that sometimes it's unrealistic for some people you know I'm not saying that you can just change your life and literally overnight in your whole career but I mean if you could you know then that's like if you want to take those risks and you know have you know, just quit your job and do something for six months. I mean, then that's awesome because that's something that you can do, but not everyone has, you know, the same situation. Yeah. I suppose it's uh, just being uh, intuitive about um, your life journey really. And everyone's is different. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if it made you happy, at least it was like six months out of your life, you know, that brought you joy instead of misery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the worst thing that you can do is force yourself to stay somewhere that, you know, you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Awesome. So is it then that the journey that you've been on getting to where you are today, is that kind of what's inspired you? Or is that what inspires your work in helping others? Because you talk a lot on your, uh, your website about helping people find their sole purpose. Yeah. I mean, from my experiences, I can help people, but I mean, I don't know everything. So then the rest of it I do, you know, through my sessions um, and I can get guidance through the spirits and all of that. And they can tell them what they need to do. if There's something I don't know. Is there like, what do you think it is that then holds people back the most? I mean, I know obviously it's, it's unique to each individual, but is there certain things that you see that cause people to settle for a life that's less than they perhaps deserve or are capable of creating? Yeah, I would say fear is a big one that I see. And just a lot of it too sometimes has to do with self-esteem. People don't think that they could actually do what it is that they want to do or that they're capable of doing it, but they are. Um, And just complacency pretty much. What's your what's your take on kind of embracing the journey as opposed to I mean people talk about journey and the destination. Um, what's your take on trying to find happiness like where you are? Like obviously there is a difference in life between doing something you love and doing something you, you really don't want to do anymore. But what's your take on trying to find maybe some kind of sense of peace or happiness? Um, regardless of what you're doing? I know it's a challenge, of course, but I just wonder if you've got any uh, insight on that. Um, I would just say definitely create balance in your life. So if you do have a job that, you know, makes you unhappy or a relationship or friendship or any area in your life that makes you unhappy and you can't change it right now, at least add something to your life that does make you happy. So you do have that release and that outlet and something to do that can 
you know, balance out the good with the bad. Mm, Yeah, that's good advice. Going forward then, so are you kind of, I I don't know how kind of rigid goals you set. I know you said you're quite a driven person. Are you looking to eventually like, will you always keep the clothing business or is that something that eventually you think you'll let go of and uh, do the uh, the spiritual work and the healing and the coaching kind of thing full time? Um, well, I'm definitely doing the um, coaching and the healing full time now, but okay. I don't think I will ever completely get rid of the clothing line um, just because there's no need to. But as far as going forward, um, just trying to reach as many people and help as many people as possible. So I'm working on retreats and more workshops and traveling and all of that. Mm, nice. Where are you doing the retreats in California or all over the U S or? Yeah, I'm working on one in California and then also in Sedona, Arizona. So I spend a lot of time there. Nice. So could you just, um, talk a little bit about the shamanic healings that you do have you always kind of been uh inspired by shamanism then or is that something um quite recent that's come up for you uh yeah i i mean i was always intuitive and i've always loved nature and all the elements that go into shamanism um so it makes sense that i'm doing that now but i honestly didn't know what it was for a really long time could you talk about the like what people can expect if they have a, a healing done with you, what kind of, um, what kind of things you, you can uh, do with that? Yeah. Um, so for the shamanic healings, they are mostly, I do them remotely so they can be done in the comfort of your own home. And basically we can work on removing what doesn't belong in your body and your energy body. So um, if you have any mental illness, physical illness, Um, any energy blocks, any past trauma, or even past life issues, um, we can focus on all of that and clearing it. Awesome. And you use quite a lot of crystals in your work as well. Is that something you're quite quite into? Yeah. So crystals, um, they're another healing um, element that I incorporate. And I do crystal healings as well. And that's where I... um, basically pick hand select crystals for people um and intuitively i pick them out so people don't even need to tell me what they're going through and i'll just be able to pick out the crystals and then i mail it to them and explain to them you know how to use it which what each one means and how they can move forward with that is there a diff- just out of curiosity is there a difference between or do you think so i've heard people saying that when you're buying crystals that it's better to go to a shop and pick one out and see if this one resonates you with you rather than going on the, uh, on the, on the internet and buying one. Is that, uh, is that true or is it not really matter? Um, I mean, I think that it would, maybe the energy would be stronger in the store. Um, if you're not that intuitive or, you know, in touch with your intuitive side, I think in store would be better because you'd be able to feel the energy stronger um because crystals do have a vibration and that's what you're feeling when you're picking them out so if you could go to a store i think that would be better but i'm not saying you would pick the wrong ones online what are some of your favorite crystals and are there some that are more powerful than others or do they all just have their own unique individual qualities yeah i mean they all have their own unique individual qualities but um i would say the ones that i use the most and recommend the most um clear quartz Mm. That one is one of the only crystals that cannot hold any negativity. 
So, you know, it's always going to repel that and keep like a positive energy, you know, around you or your home. And the other good part with that is it works as an amplifying stone. So if you put that next to another one, it'll amplify the other one's healing properties. So when you're saying, you know, are some stronger than others, that crystal helps you make them stronger than other ones. Yeah. So um, for anyone who might be looking for a, um, a coach or a healer or mentor or something like that, what would, uh, what would the process be like as a new client coming to work with you? Do you have kind of like quite a, like a process that you follow to begin with or is it really just uh, you just see what shows up kind of thing? Um, it just depends, I think, on what the person wants to work on. But basically, I would just speak with the person first and they can tell me a little bit what they're going through or what their issue is. Um, and then we would go from there. But it's not a therapy session in the sense that they need to tell me, you know, from day one what happened. Um, it's just, I mean, not that I don't want to know, but it's it won't affect anything. Um, it's not like that. So if people are more private, it's not like they need to divulge all of this personal information. So it's just whatever someone's comfortable with and I can still help them. Yeah. Cool. So, um, would you like to, uh, share with the listeners and where they can find out more about you for anyone who might be interested in a healing or some, uh, coaching or anything like that? Sure. Um, so my website is alwaysintuitive.com with two L's and always, and I'm on Instagram at always intuitive and I'm on Facebook at always intuitive Um, And I do have a meetup group in Orange County, which is called Huntington Beach Shamanic Healing. Awesome. So, and yeah, I think that's all of the ways people can find me. Yeah, I'll stick the um, the, uh, link to your website in the show notes and uh, Instagram there. You've got an awesome Instagram page as well. Very popular. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's honestly how I find so many people and connect with so many people is through Instagram. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an awesome... It's an awesome platform to use. I mean, in terms of online marketing and Facebook and uh, Pinterest and everything, I think Instagram is certainly one of the most uh, powerful ones that you can use. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Awesome. Well, it's been uh, great to be able to connect with you today and talk with you. Um, And thank you for sharing um, some of uh, the uh, insight in your journey and the uh, wonderful work you are doing with the listeners today. Thank you. Awesome. So that's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this talk. And if you are interested in aligning with your soul purpose on a deeper level or even uh, interested in having a shamanic healing, then be sure to check out Marielle's work. I will put the links to her website and her Instagram in the show notes for you to check out. So I'll catch you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.